Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Horrors of Old Pelham. Today we're going to be talking about control, but before we get into the episode, uh, just a quick warning to everyone again. These stories and these things we're going to be talking about truly did happen and truly do happen, and these are real events that have happened to either me or someone in my family. So again, quick warning that these are really depressing and unfortunate events we'll be talking about and stories, but I hope everyone has a good one, and if you aren't going to be able to listen to this again, I apologize, but I hope you have a good rest of your day. And with that out of the way, here we go with our episode today. Again, we're talking about control. And it's a, it's a weird topic, I know, we're going to put, I feel, felt like we should talk about it, because my mom, my mom's an idiot, which I could just make an entire episode just called, like, an idiot, or stupid, or something like, insulting like that about my mom, because she does a lot of things that make me question her intelligence, but today we're going to be talking about, ah, that's what I'll call it, intelligence, but today we're going to be talking about just control. And what I mean by control is my brother Tuna is married, which I'm really excited for him. I'm really glad for him. You know, good good for my brother. Uh, I hope, hopefully, uh, all that works out, and I hope they have a long, happy marriage together for the rest of their lives. I hope nothing happens to either one of them that would cause a divorce or any other horrible thing. I hope they're able to be together for at least, you know, 60, 70, 80 years, whenever one of them or both of them, unfortunately, pass away from old age. But... Let's talk about control and not understanding what that means. So, my brother's wife and my brother like to spend time together by themselves, alone, which is great. They should do that. My mom is an idiot and thinks my brother Tuna should just spend time with my mom without his wife. And when my brother says, I can't, I'm going to spend the day with my wife, um... My mom throws a fit like, oh, his wife is being controlling and won't let him do stuff. And I don't think my mom understands what control is because my mom is controlling. She would rather my brother basically tell his wife, nah, screw you, I'm going to go hang out with my mom every single day for the entirety of the day. And I'm going to sleep at my mom's house and I'm never coming home and all that other stuff. And why? I don't understand, like, isn't part of growing up, hopefully, you know, you find someone that's that's right for you, compatible for you, you guys live together, maybe get married, maybe just live the rest of your lives together, isn't that part of growing up, isn't that part of being responsible, that's what I was taught when I was younger, but I understand a little bit, my mom's favorite child is my brother, and when he, he left, as people would, people say, and I think it's really dumb to say, but I'll been to social convention here. When my brother left the nest, my mom threw a fit because it's her favorite child. But she tries to be controlling. In every situation, it has to be the way she wants it to be. Not the way that's logical, not the way that's understandable, not any way that should be, but just in the way that my mom thinks it ought to be. She wants it to be conformed to help her and only her and that's it she doesn't care about helping her kids helping other people she doesn't care about making sure whatever she does is beneficial for her family she only cares if 
the situation makes her look good or if the situation, you know, brownie points, of, if you will, or if the outcome of the situation is she gets something out of it. Doesn't matter what it is, it could be like, you know, it could be like, you got dish soap for free, congratulations, my mom would be happy. People might say that, like, some of the things she does is is out of love or out of care for her sibling, uh, out of for her children. But it's it's not. It never has been. It, it never will be. I can give many examples. Uh, but again, that's it's for the need. It's for her need to seem like a good person. It's it's out of greed. I, I saw a video that said a good parent or good mother takes the time to take care of themselves because if they can take care of themselves they're showing their kids that it's a good idea to do that so they they grow up knowing they should take time to take care of themselves but one my mom doesn't take care of herself in the normal like takes a shower or wears clean clothes or any of the normal hygiene stuff uh I, I've seen her wear the same outfit for months. I've seen her all, you know, all that stuff. All horrifying, disgusting things. Instead of taking a shower, she'll just put on way too much perfume and hope no one notices. I've seen her do all those things. But when I say she's controlling in a way that tries to make it look good for her, I mean she forced us to be out trick-or-treating from six o'clock at night till four in the morning we were all tired exhausted thought we had enough candy to go home at like 11 11 30 but there were still more places to go to get more candy or more tournaments or whatever or more w events that we could go to to be like i have the best costume in this category or this whatever and she did that because she wanted to look like the model parent the model this and i understand that you want your kids to go out and do things but and every kid like all my siblings and me when I was younger wanted to go trick-or-treating but we don't want to go trick-or-treating for nine hours we want to go trick-or-treating for three maybe four if we're hanging out with friends possibly longer but we didn't trick-or-treat the normal way where you grab a bag go house to house we got in a car and we would drive to a neighborhood go through the park go through the neighborhood get back in the car go to a different neighborhood get out of the car go through that area get in the car go to the next 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 just so she would appear like oh yeah I took him trick-or-treating or oh yeah I took him to a competition because that's what she wanted to do she never asked us what we wanted to do another way she's controlling and I just got this news today so one of my nephews is sadly up for adoption and my mom is not allowed to adopt him for for reasons that I will not get into right now because those reasons are still ongoing but my mom is not allowed to adopt my nephew one of my nephews which I think is my only nephew I think pretty sure I have two nieces yeah I have two nieces so he's not allowed to she uh, my mom was not allowed to adopt my nephew so she went to my brother, who's married, and said, "Why don't you adopt him? He doesn't even have to. He doesn't even have to live with you. 
he can live with me, and we'll just tell everyone that he, he's, you know, with living with you, and legally he'll be yours, but he, I can keep him at home and make all the decisions for, for you. I can do all of it. A, let's just get this out of the way, that's illegal for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the big one being uh, fraud. Uh, that's, that's the big one, and fraud covers a couple things there. Um, my brother would legally be the guardian that has to make all the decisions, and make sure he goes to my nephew goes to school, but my he would live at my mom's house, so he couldn't go to the school that logically he should go to, which would cause problems in just logic because then child services, the state, the police, whoever would be like, oh, so you're lying. He adopted this guy, uh, you know, he adopt he my brother adopted the nephew. The police would notice that and be like, buddies. He's clearly been at your house more than literally anywhere else. So what is going on with that? So there, there's fraud, and my mom and my brother would get in a lot of trouble with that. But she's like, my mom's like, I'm going to talk to him. And basically, like, I'm going to make sure he does this. Daytona's not in a place that legally that's okay. He, he doesn't have, my brother doesn't have a big enough house right now. He would have to run that by his wife, my brother Tuna. Like, my brother Tuna is financially uh, financially he's probably all right. He could he could probably get away with raising a kid, but he is not. It is not a good idea because of legal reasons. It is not a good idea to just be like, ah, oh, we'll force him to do this. Like, my mom is so irritating, and I know this point of this podcast was to talk about stories that happened in the past, and we're going to. We are absolutely going to talk about stuff that happens in the past, but I, I have to get some things off my chest. My mom does not understand what controlling means. She blames my brother's wife in saying that she's controlling because she wants to spend time with her husband. That's not controlling. That's just how it fucking works. Like, I'm sorry, Mom. But my brother did not marry you. He married somebody outside the family, which is good. That's what's supposed to happen. So let him spend time with his wife. No, I don't feel like that's asking, like, that's not asking too much. Normal families, most families, their kids move out, their kids get married, their kids live on their own, and then on the holidays or specific days, maybe. You throw a big, you know, family reunion every year. Or maybe you have Christmas, or maybe you have Hanukkah, or maybe you have, oh, everyone's birthday is in this month, let's just pick a day. Maybe you have one of those, like a giant celebration, and everyone shows up, including your kids. That's fine, but she wants to hang out with him every single day. You know, Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday. Every single day of the year, no matter what day it is, no matter what's going on, and that's... That's unrealistic, that's unre- That's not logical, that everything about that is just wrong and bad, and it shouldn't even be a thing that my m- mom thinks is okay. But for whatever reason, she does. But en- enough of that, enough of talking about and discussing why, uh, just discussing that form of control. Let's go back in time and talk about the past when John was controlling, how John did controlling. Because John also was controlling, but instead of just being an idiot and thinking he could control us just because, you know, he wants to spend time with us, which he didn't want to spend time with us ever, 
instead of doing it the way my mom does it with my brother Tuna now, he did it another way. A much darker and much more vile way. So let's talk about that now. He ruled with an iron fist, to put it blankly. But in his disregard for anyone but himself, including my mom, he didn't care about her either, no matter what he said then, no matter what he says now. He might try to argue that he doesn't care about her now, but did at one point. He, he might say that today, or if you ask him tomorrow, but he's lying. He never cared for her. He never cared for any of us, either. He probably cared for her more than anyone else because he, because she gave him, you know, sexual intercourse. But that's that's all she was to him. Nothing else. He would control us by saying, "You're gonna do what I say, or else." And when he said "or else," he meant, you know, go outside and rake the leaves. There's just an example. And do it my way or else I'm going to beat you to it within an inch of your life. And it didn't matter how good you did at raking the leaves or how bad you did at raking the leaves. He'd still beat the living shit out of you because that's what John did. He didn't give a fuck about what he set up. He shouldn't hit anyone anyway the way he did, but he always did. And if you got punched, let's be honest, <laughs> you were lucky. And that, that shouldn't be the sentence I just said. That shouldn't be the truth, but it was. Because he, he's hit me across the back with, like, a baseball bat. He's hit me across the back with a gun. He has stabbed me. He has... He bit a piece of my arm off and literally ate it. He's... Hit me across the head with a glass jar of honey, shattering the glass jar and making it so I was, should have gotten stitches. Uh, he has shot me in the back before, tw on two different occasions. Just because his form of control was fear. My mom is stupidity. John was fear. John, John would c try to control you with do do what I say or else. But the problem was, no matter what you did, you always had the same punishment. If you did the, if, as an example, if you did the dishes, you got beat. If you didn't do the dishes, you got beat. So the big question eventually for me became, why the fuck would I do the dishes? If I don't do the dishes, I go to school tomorrow and I, I have a bloody eye, you know, a black eye, a bloody face, my lip is swollen. If, if I do the dishes, same result. If I don't do the dishes, same result. Why should I bother trying. I'll read a book. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. Uh, one time, and John used to brag about this, one time uh, I accidentally was cooking. I was cooking food on purpose, but I did something accidentally. And he had the world's hottest hot sauce made by 365 Dog Days, which is an extraordinarily good uh, hot sauce, but it's also extremely hot. And it comes with a spoon inside like a fake bullet you unscrew and has a spoon in there and the, the tip of the spoon is probably the size of like a toothpick and you're supposed to use that to that's that, that's all the sauce you, that's all the hot sauce you need no matter if you're putting it on one french fry or if you're cooking it on a thousand like in it's like a soup that's like you know 20 gallons which if you make a soup that's 20 gallons holy crap you're doing it wrong or you're cooking for the army but it doesn't matter how much you because the heat will spread but he, he hid the bullet he hid the spoon 
and I wanted to use it, so I got a normal soup spoon. Not a ladle, a soup spoon, the thing you eat the soup with. And I, I poured some on there, but probably about half the soup spoon, so probably about half a tablespoon worth of soup, uh, worth of hot sauce, and I put it in the beans I was making, because I was making like beans and hot dogs, and I cooked them, and then I sat down to eat the, the beans, I took a bite, and immediately, like, my mouth and my brain and every part of my body, like, told me, you can't eat this, this, this is bad. John was playing on my PlayStation Portable at the time. Uh, and I pushed the, the, the pot away, the, like the bowl away of, of beans, and I pretty much sat back and went, oh, I, uh, I can't. And he's like, you cooked it, you're going to finish it. And so I was like, all right, all right I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll try, because I, I know the punishment if I don't. I'll try. I took another couple of bites, and like my hands started to, like, like my fingers started to curl up, and, and I couldn't uncurl them. And like the spoon was in my on uh, my right hand, my left hand curled up, my right hand curled up, and I was still holding the spoon. So I was like, all right, I'll take a couple more bites. And then my arm started to like hurt, and everything started to hurt real bad. And so he started getting more like violent with his voice, like you're going to do this. And I was like, I'm not gonna do it. So he like stood up, still holding my PlayStation portable, and I was like, well. All right, I have two options here. None of them, I have a few options here. None of them are good. And because I was so adamant, he wasn't going to try to, he was going to probably try to force it to feed me it because he's done that before when he wants to eat something and it doesn't end well. So I threw the pot so he, he couldn't force me to eat it. Like I just tossed it to the side and knocked it on the ground. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to have to clean that up later or and I'd probably get beat, but that's much better than me trying to eat that and deal with the punishments of going to the hospital because I'm not doing that. So I threw it to the side, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not. And John stood up and chucked my PlayStation Portable, it hit the ground, it looked fine, I knew it wasn't. Um, and he charged at me, and he like grabbed my arm, and I don't know how I got away, I don't know if I just managed to slip out of his hand, or if somebody was like, hey, and he was like, what, or something distracted him, or, or if I hit his arm, or whatever, but I got out of his, I got out of his grasp, and I ran out the door, so he couldn't do anything else to me, and I ran, and I, I went high, I went and hid, and I went and sat, I sat in the woods somewhere, and I sat on a rock, and I just sat there in utter silence, listening, because if I heard any movements of any footsteps, and I couldn't see the person, I was going to run again, because I, I didn't want John to catch me, because I knew he'd beat me, but my brother, that I have not mentioned on this podcast yet, my brother, my brother, hmm, the hell do I want to call him? My brother, uh, my brother, I'm just going to call him 420. So my brother 420, and for those who know, you know, everyone knows, everybody knows. So my brother 420 came running up at one point. I saw him coming, so I was like, okay, it's not John, we're good. And he went, he was like, hey, uh. John, John took off. Mom said you can come back. This, so I was trying to eat, I originally trying to eat the beans at like 8 o'clock, took off at like 8.30. It's now like 1 o'clock in the morning when my brother came and found me. And I was like, okay. And I went inside. John was not there. And my mom's like, you should 
probably go to bed. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. And I went, and I went, to, I went down, I went downstairs to the basement where my room was, and I went to bed. And yeah, that's a quick story about how that goes. Another one of his version of control is the hula hoop punishment, which was not a real hula hoop, but it was in the shape of a hula hoop, and it was basically flexible uh, flexible pipe they had like plastic and rubber and he bent it and connected it the piece together to make a circle and if he wanted you to if he wanted to teach you per, your personal space he'd make you hold it which nothing about I mean you shouldn't do that but nothing about that sounds too bad just yet because then he would make you stand in a corner, face the corner, hands above your head, holding the hula hoop above your head. And you wouldn't do that for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Nah. You would do that for 12 to 14 hours. And if you spoke, he would add time. And if you had to go to the bathroom, he would add time. And if you moved, even if it was because you're foot was getting tired, so you just put more weight on your other foot, so, you know, shifted weight, more time. So you would have to just try to get lucky with some of the stuff that you did. And if you put your arms down because they were getting tired, or tried to stretch because you were getting tired, more time. And at some point, you know, he would get tired, so obviously you can't keep standing there if he's sleeping, because he would just go to bed before before then and he knew that so he would just beat the living shit out of you when it was time for bed and then you would go to bed with no food with no breakfast no lunch or supper other ways he would control you is you would do all the things that you know you were asked to do. You know, here's a list of chores. Do all the chores, but somehow you did all of them wrong. Did them too fast. Did them too slow. Did them too perfect. Did them too right. Did them too wrong. Uh, that looks too clean. You couldn't have done that well. Ah, uh, that looks too dirty. That was clearly you didn't try. Oh, you got to put some elbow grease into that. No matter what you did, it was never right. Oh, you couldn't have possibly known how to do that, so you didn't do it. Oh, this or that. And every tiny little detail, even if it was exactly the way he wanted you to have it, he'd beat the shit out of you. It, and I've accepted that it wasn't because I did something wrong, and it wasn't because one of my siblings did something wrong. It was just John's way of letting his anger, for what, whatever he was angry at. Could, he could have been at work, could have been something going on with some other side girl he had that, that he was dating when he was supposed to be with my mom. Whatever the excuse was. He was mad at something else. And he just took it out. Usually on me. And that's unfortunate. But yeah. So. My mom's version of control was. My mom's version of control is. She always thinks that she's always right. No matter the situation. She thinks that everyone has to do everything her way. Because she says so. And when you live under your parents' house and your parents give you a set of rules, fine. But my brother Tuna has moved out. 
He lives with his wife. Give him some space. Let him live his life. Let him be his own person. Let him build a future for himself that doesn't revolve around you, Mom. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. I don't think that's... I think that's a fair thing to ask. He won't... He came over to my mom's house earlier today, and he unfortunately had to leave before he could talk to my mom, because he had to get home for to meet his wife for supper. I think they're going to have dinner together, which is a normal thing for two people that are married to do. But my mom got upset that he had to go home. Another thing that upsets me, but it's my own stupidity, is I helped my mom today. She wanted alcohol, and I was like, I'll take you to the store, and, and I'll meet you at the store, I'll go with you to the store, and I'll buy you, I'll buy you a, you know, a glass of vodka, I'll buy you a, you know, a bottle of vodka, a bottle of something. She grabbed four different things and threw them on the counter and was like, ah, that's what I want. Thankfully, this time it wasn't a lot, this time it only came out to like, 30 something like 30 bucks for it which is not bad but every time I tell her I'll buy her one thing she grabs like four five six things and I'm always like what the, what the hell like August uh, on August 10th I know she's gonna want a boatload of crap I'm not buying her anything that day I'm gonna be busy with school and work going forward and I'm not gonna be able to be able to I'm not gonna be able to afford it I well I could still afford it I'm just gonna tell her I need that money for school stuff uh, but like I'm gonna be busy, and on but if I wasn't busy on August tenth, I probably would buy her like ten different things, because August tenth is a hard day for everyone in my family, because that's the day that my brother passed away, unfortunately, and I that's that's my own fault for not giving my mom a budget, not telling them hey, uh, you have. $25 to work with. You have 30 bucks to work with. You pick out what you want. She just assumes she can grab everything off the shelf and be like, I get all of this. Like, no, you don't. One, no, you don't get all of it. And two, you don't need all of it. I'm going to have to set some boundaries with my mom. I feel like my brother is going to as well. I feel like my other siblings are going to as well. My mom is in her 50s. And unfortunately, she has never acted like an adult in her entire life. Anytime something goes wrong, anyone else can fix it, and it's not her fault. She uses manipulation. She uses control. She uses she uses a little bit of fear, too. If you don't give me what I want, you can't talk to your siblings. If this doesn't happen, then we're going to lose, then I'm going to lose one of my, you know, one of your siblings, and you're never going to see him again. It's unfortunate, but it is. It is what it is. It, and she tries to control. She controls me the least out of all my siblings, but she definitely tries to control all of us. Uh, her version of control is do what I say, or uh, I'm just gonna vanish. And that's not gonna work. I understand. Uh, my brother Tuna has always been the golden boy, the poster child, the one on the pedestal, the Mr. Perfect, whatever you want to call him. I understand that that's what he's always been. But he's going to have to learn to tell my mom, hey, listen, no. 
and I know my mom calls him and he gets like 45 to 65 missed phone calls in like two hours and a thousand different text messages from my mom and he can't he doesn't feel like he can ignore her or just like he, he'll say no and then she'll call a thousand more times and he doesn't feel like he can keep saying no he, he gets worn down and eventually goes fine what do you need and that's not fair to him that's not fair to his wife that's not fair to whatever he's planning to do with his wife in the future or whatever they're planning to do together whether they want to go on a honeymoon whether they want to go on vacation whether they want to try to have a kid of their own whether they want to move out of state whatever their plan is it's not fair to them and I'm tired of it I'm sure his wife is tired of it and I hope he's getting tired of it I hope he puts down the boundaries he shouldn't have to my mom should know there's boundaries my mom should know that because she's an adult Again, she's never acted like an adult in her life. She's a hoarder, which we'll talk about in a future episode. She's manipulative. She's controlling. She's a problem. She always has been. She always will be. And it's an unfortunate thing for all of us. It's Right now, it's extremely unfortunate for my brother and his wife. They're, two, they're the two that's suffering the most from... Um, my mom's actions but I know in the long run we will all suffer because in the end she'll cut us all off from talking to our younger siblings she'll and then when we all move out she'll try to cut herself out of talking to us which will put a wedge between myself and all my other siblings just because I'm sure they'll blame themselves and they'll blame us and they'll you know they'll, they'll blame everyone and I'll do that too I'll be like oh my fault I could have reached out more that's pro oh, man that sucks and I'm sure they'll all do that oh it's my fault I could have reached out more and she knows she's doing that she needs to stop she's not the center of the universe she never was she never should have been but Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. I know it's a pretty short episode. I just, I needed to vent about my mom being controlling and not understanding that she's being controlling and thinking that my brother's wife is being controlling when in reality, she's the one that's be trying to be controlling. I needed to vent that. I need to get that out there. It sucks uh, that she's never learned and she never will learn. And it doesn't matter what I say, it doesn't matter what my brother says, it doesn't matter what his wife says, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. My mom is stuck in her ways, she's stubborn, and she thinks she's right. There are things that, like, I'm stubborn about, but I'll still sit down and listen to what someone else has to say. And if they make a valid point, I try to do my best to be like, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry. My mom is not the type of person. My mom will tell you to her your face, uh, yeah, you get a good point, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. And as soon as you walk away, she'll be like, fucking stupid person, what the hell are they talking about? And that's that's unfortunate, but that's who she is, that's who she's always been. Uh, quick story about that, actually, just to wrap this up. When I was younger, we had, we've, we've always had, and probably, my mom will probably always have, the child services in her life. But a quick story, they gave my mom a family therapist, which would be, the family therapist sits down with me, my mom, and John. And the family therapist's job was to hear my complaints and hear their complaints and try to make us be able to talk about it and figure each other's point of views out. And I would talk, or sorry, John and my mom would talk, therapist would listen, 
then the therapist would talk to me and I would eventually understand what my what they were talking about I'm like oh yeah no I understand their point of view but this is my point of view and I would say what I mean and what I meant and the therapist would hear me and explain to them what I meant and John and my mom would both say oh yeah we, we, we could we could probably think about that because I always try to say that like you know like let me do this or let me do that and I'll do this on top of it and I'll earn the rights to do this and that but we'll get into that in a second um and they would sit there and go, yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. And then as soon as the family therapist left, they would both go, the fuck was she talking about? That's the stupidest fucking thing I've heard all day. Or all year, or all week, or whatever fucking version they wanted to say. Now, the way punishment, the way things work in my mom's house, and they've always worked this way, either even before and now after John, and even during, and especially during, was you have to do your chores to earn the right to play a game or to go outside or to do anything that you want to do that's fun. Except, if you do the chore, you still aren't allowed to do the activity you want to do, which kind of ruins the whole point of the chore. So the way it should have worked was you have the right to go outside, you have the right to play your game, you have your right to talk to your friends, whatever. But if you don't also do your chores, then you can lose those. But that's not how it worked. You always, you never had those. And you never were allowed to have them. You could, in theory, earn them. But no matter how much you did, you could do every single chore that they asked you to do. They'd give you another one. You could do that too. Still wasn't enough. You could do everything in the house. You could make it perfect. You could be dead and wasn't good enough. No matter what you did, it was never good enough. Which is why it eventually boiled down to, alright, I just won't do it then. If I do the chore, I don't get a reward. If I don't do the chore, I also don't get a reward. No matter what I do, the punishment is the same. If I'm going to get beat for doing the chore, if I'm not, if I'm going to get beat for not doing the chore, then why do the chore? It was a question that was never answered, and it can never be answered, because logically speaking, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But, that's the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everyone has a good day. And pretty soon we're going to have some some dark episodes. Uh, I'm pretty sure the next episode is a not-safe-for-anyone type of episode. And we're going to be getting into some really fucked-up shit. On the internet, it would be jokingly called not-safe-for-work. But this is a not safe for anyone. I don't know what I'm gonna call that episode, but that one that one's a that one's a really bad one. That one's coming next. Hope everyone has a good one. Until then, I hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening.